are listening to Riverside Radio with Rosie here and this is the Saturday Splash. Yes, every Saturday we are diving into rivers, ponds, parks and leaf piles in southwest London to learn more about the nature around us. And today we are celebrating two exciting dates in the nature calendar. Oh yes, hold on to your seats because this week was both World Wetlands Day and National Hedgehog Day. I hope you were celebrating. Yes, we have a jam-packed show for you today to give you your weekend nature fix and of course lots of brilliant tunes to kick off the weekend right. That was Illumineers with Hey Ho and next up we've got Bon Ivor. This is so welcome back. You are listening to Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio with me, Rosie. And this morning, we are celebrating a little bit late, but we are celebrating some important days in the nature calendar. So did you know that on Wednesday, it was National Hedgehog Day? Yeah, it was. It was Nas- National Hedgehog Day indeed. And this got me thinking, I haven't seen a hedgehog in London in years and years and years. I've actually got this great memory. When I was really, really young, I grew up in Northwest London. And I remember one day we got home, it was really, really dark, and I must have been about five or six years old. And we lived in a flat, um, a house with three different flats in. And we got to the front door, opened the door, really, really dark, and I saw these two beady little eyes at the foot of the stairs staring at me. And we turned the light on and saw this hedgehog just roll up into a tiny little ball. I have absolutely no idea how it got in there. That was a locked door. Maybe it was like a locksmith hedgehog. It got there somehow. Um, But of course, we popped it back outside and it shuffled away. And from then on, we could hear hedgehogs snuffling around outside. But that was ages ago. Then that was the last time I saw a hedgehog in London. So it got me thinking, are there still hedgehogs in London? I've been doing a little bit of research and it'll probably be no surprise to you that hedgehogs aren't doing too well in London. However, the good people at the London Wildlife Trust are actually tracking the hedgehogs in London and you can get involved as well. They're looking for people to report sightings of hedgehogs from all around London. And I've actually been checking out, they've got this interactive map where people upload the various different hedgehogs that they've seen in and around London. And it looks like the strongest population is up in North London, is up in uh, around uh, Regent's Park and Hampstead Heath. There are lots of hedgehogs up there. In South London, we've got some around Putney. And actually on this map, I've been able to zoom in and see that there was a hedgehog spotted at the end of my street. So if you want to see the hedgehog map, uh, head to wildlondon.org.uk and you'll be able to find that. Record your sightings if you're lucky enough to see or hear a hedgehog And be nice to hedgehogs. Keep your gardens friendly. Make sure that they can move between gardens, leave gaps in fences and things like that. So there you go. Happy National Hedgehog Day. Now it's time for Harry Styles. Welcome back to Riverside Radio, here with Rosie and the Saturday Splash. And we've been talking that it's National Hedgehog Day this week, but it was also World Wetland Day on Wednesday. And this morning, we've got a very special guest joining us virtually in the studio. So hi, Jen, are you there? I am here. Hi, Rosie. Good morning. Hi, Jen. Excellent. I'm so pleased that we've managed to get all the tech sorted out this morning and you are here virtually in our studio. How are you doing today? 
Yeah, I'm doing really well. Looking out the window, looking at the lovely sunshine and some of our first visitors trickling through the gates. Oh, excellent. Now, Jen, you are from um, Walthamstow Wetland Centre and you're going to be helping us learn a little bit more about wetlands. Is that right? That is the plan. I hope so. Excellent. Okay. well, we've got one more song and then we will get on with that. So next up, we have Passenger. Let her go. Everyone, good morning again. You are, of course, listening to the Saturday Splash here with Rosie. And if you heard just before the break, we have a very special guest. Jen, are you still there? I'm still here. Yay! Oh, that makes me so pleased that (laughs) that the tech is still working for us. So, Jen, we had a bit of a teaser about who you are and what you do. But can you tell us a little bit more about where you work and what you're getting up to today? Yeah, indeed. So um, I am the manager here at Walthamstow Wetlands. I work for London Wildlife Trust. Um, so the, the charity I work for is um, is the only charity dedicated to protecting the capital's wildlife and wild spaces. So it's a really important and amazing charity. Um, Walthamstow Wetlands is one of um, the 36 wild sites that they look after. We are the biggest. We hold that title. Right. We are a 211 hectare space. Oh, wow. Um, and actually, because of the size of it, it makes us Europe's largest urban wetlands. Um yeah, so it's a, it's an incredibly beautiful space. It's actually comprised of a cluster of um, working reservoirs, which is okay. owned and run by Thames Water. Oh, fantastic. So you're up in North London at the moment. So you're on site at Walthamstow Wetland Centre. I am on site. I am on site as the duty manager today. Yes. Oh, indeed. wow. And <laughs> you said before when we were just chatting in the break that you're expecting quite a busy day today. We are. We've got, um, I mean, Saturdays and Sundays, especially when the sun shines, brings out the crowds. And we've got some, um, we've actually got some World Wetlands Day celebration activities happening today. So we've got a couple of um, work days. We're inviting our visitors as, alongside our regular volunteers to come and do some conservation work on site to highlight the importance of looking after these spaces. That's amazing. Oh, I think I'll be getting myself up to Walthamstow a little bit later on. It sounds really yeah. good fun. Now, you mentioned Wolfham, uh, sorry, Wetland, World Wetland Day. Um, we know that that was on Wednesday. Wednesday, I think this week so yes, a lot of people might be listening and going I've heard the word wetland before but I'm not really sure what it means and I gotta be honest I'm not entirely sure myself so what exactly is a wetland okay so um, technically speaking a wetland is a place where the land is either permanently or seasonally covered by water okay. it can be either salt water or fresh water or something between what we call brackish water okay um and they can range in size. So you get huge wetlands, such as the Okavango Delta in Botswana in Africa. Have oh, you heard of that? I haven't heard of that, actually. Okay. It's an amazing place. It's one of the most biodiverse places in the, in, in the planet, really. Um, and then you can get a wetland that is as small as a pond in someone's garden or even the small lake in your local park. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've got lots of parks and uh, ponds and rivers even here in southwest London. I'm thinking yep. of Tooting Common. Um, we've got massive park, uh, sorry, massive kind of ponds in there as well. So they'd yeah. be considered wetlands they would yeah i mean other examples of wetlands not just ponds and and, and um uh, deltas but you get things like mudflats and mangroves right. um lakes and rivers um peatlands which are really important um areas of wetland and even coral reefs can be um um covered as a, as a wetland and then you get human-made wetlands such as reservoirs which is what we've got here on site in walthamstow and things like rice paddies oh, they okay. are all critically critically important ecosystems and they support a massive range of animal and plant life okay. um i've got I've got a stat for you. You ready for this one? Oh, I'll, I'll, wait, let me brace myself. Okay. Yeah, do. Hold on. <laughs> so um, wetlands only cover 6% of the Earth's land surface. However, 40% of all plant and animal species live or breed in wetlands. That's 40%. how important they are. 40%. Wow, so just under half of every living thing on this planet 
Depends. Depends on a wetland, yes. That's incredible. Okay, I want to hear more about wetlands now. You've got me. You've, you've hooked me. Um, <laughs> we're going to hear a little bit more about why we actually need a World Wetland Day. They sound important, but maybe there's something else going on. Um, but for now, we've got a little bit of music. Jen, have you seen Encanto? No, I have not. Oh, you haven't? Okay, well, listen to this next song. It might give you a bit of a taste of what the film's like. I absolutely love the film. This is We Don't Talk About Bruno. This is Hello again, you are listening to Riverside Radio with Rosie on Saturday Splash and we have a very special guest. Hello, Jen. Hello. Hello Hello. again. So, Jen, you told us just before we heard about Bruno um, that wetlands are very, very important. It it was World Wetland Day on Wednesday and that is hard to say fast. World Wetland Day on Wednesday. (laughs) Um, And you said that wetlands uh, help support 40% of all life on this planet. Yeah, all plant and animal life on the planet, they need it to live or breed in. But that's not the only reason why they're vital. Okay. Um, So um, they also are a natural solution to the threat of climate change, which is why people are talking about them more and more and need to talk about them more and more. So um, wetlands absorb a lot of carbon dioxide. So they help slow the global heating um, that we're experiencing with climate change and they reduce pollution so i talked about peatlands before as a really important type of wetland do you know peatlands store um twice the amount of carbon as all the world's forests combined oh wow so they're incredibly important um and when they are um when they're uh when we get rid of areas such as peatlands they release carbon back into the atmosphere so it's not a good idea so we Uh, need those peatlands to kind of absorb some of the carbon which is the problem and we need, to, you know, we do it not just need to stop them um, because they're, they're they're disappearing. Unfortunately, that's that's the reason that we have World Wetlands Day. Right. Um. So they're disappearing at an alarming rate, three times as quickly as our forests are disappearing. Oh, wow. Um, scientists tell us that um, eighty five percent of the wetlands that we used to have in the year seventeen hundred had gone by the year two thousand. Oh wow. Um. So yeah, I talked about the carbon. Um. Uh, how they are helping us with climate change, but they're also sponges. Um, oh. They are they're, they're areas which absorb loads and loads of water. And given the, num- you know, the number of extreme weather events that we're yes. seeing these days, hurricanes, tsunamis, floods, yeah. that kind of thing, they act as a buffer. They absorb the water that stops our villages, towns and cities from getting flooded. Right. So, um, you know, the more we, um, uh, we preserve them and even restore them, the better protected we're going to be against these um, extreme weather events. They sound like such a superhero of, of, they are. of an ecosystem. They are literally the superhero of the ecosystem. And they also, a lot of people depend on them. There's a, you know, more than one billion livelihoods that depend on them wow. you know, for, for um, you know, uh, things like fishing and then recreation. Um, you know, we all enjoy these spaces. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a newbie, but I'm a big paddleboarding fan. Oh, me know. too, Jen. I love paddleboarding. Yeah, Isn't it amazing? It's, it's so, so tranquil. Um, and if we didn't have wetlands, then we wouldn't have any place to go, you know, paddleboarding. And, you know, certainly birdwatching and people that love nature, these places are so important um, for all that. That's amazing. So a lot of people listening might be thinking, oh, you know, I've heard of the climate problem and like going out and planting trees, for example, we think oh that's a good idea but from what you're saying it sounds like wetlands are perhaps even more important than just trees well they're all they're all important they've all got a place but uh, the problem is with wetlands that people don't necessarily recognize them as being as as being as important as they are um they can be seen as kind of wasteland areas they don't recognize how important these kind of marshy swampy places are um you know they're being drained for things like um agriculture and for um construction um they're also getting polluted because of human activity absolutely and then climate change itself is impacting on them so it's you know it's it's uh, really harming the the wetlands around the world so you know what? we've 
you have convinced me. I am a world wetland advocate now. I am going to be going around <laughs> telling everyone how, just how important our rivers are around here in southwest London. Yeah, please do. They're so, so important. Okay, now Jen, I, I think you, yeah, you've convinced me and I'm pretty sure you've convinced everyone listening. Wetlands are, we need to be looking after them. We, I want to play a bit of a game, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Because, of course, these, these wetlands look after a whole host of various different animals and plants that live there. I wonder if you are happy to play a game with me where you think of maybe your favourite wetland creature or species, let's say, and I'll see if I can guess it. <laughs> okay, let's give it a go. Okay, now, um, I kind of know about animals. I do know about animals. I love animals. I love plants. I don't think I'm going to be able to get it spot on, but let's give it a go. So I'm going to ask questions and let's let's make the rule that you're only allowed to say yes or no. Okay, got it. All right. Okay, so let me think. My first question, is your favourite wetland creature, is, is it slimy? Hmm, no. Okay, not slimy. Um, is it, does it, does it have um, feathers? Yes. Okay, okay. Well, that's going to narrow it down. Oh my goodness, my bird knowledge isn't great. Does it, does it fly? It does fly. It does. Sorry, yes. <laughs> it does fly. Okay, because not all birds fly. Well, yeah. I'm not, no, of course not all birds fly, but I'm not sure about the ones in this country. Probably most of them do. Um, does, it, does it like swimming as well? Mm, yes, kind of. Yes. yes, kind of. Okay, so it's a bird. Let me think. What colour? Um, is it white? No. Okay, I was thinking swan, not a swan. Um, are they black in colour? No. Oh my goodness, I'm going to run. Are they blue? Mm, controversial. I'm going to say sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, I'm going to give you my guess. All right. You, don't, don't reveal whether it's right or wrong. We'll go, to a, we'll go to a song you can reveal. I'm going to go, I think, for a kingfisher. That's my answer. Other people listening in can come up with their own songs. And Jen, you can reveal after a little bit of Little Mix. That's, up, that's what's up next. Play that beat. On DAB Digital Radio across Southwest London, this is Riverside Radio. You are listening to Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio with me, Rosie, and our very special guest, Jen, who is all the way up at Walthamstow Wetland Centre. Hello, hello. Hello again. Now, before we heard from Little Mix, we were trying to guess your favourite wetland species. We, we learned that it wasn't slimy. No. It was feathery. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't a swan because it wasn't white in colour. So my guess, I plucked one out of the air. I've gone for kingfisher. How did I do? You did uh, top marks. No ten way. 10 out of 10. No yes. way. <laughs> it is the kingfisher. Oh, everyone's going to think we species. fixed that. No, no, honestly, not fixed. That was that was on my page and in your head. I am so happy with myself right now. That was good, like the only kind of wetland bird that I could no- name. So that was good <laughs> luck. Um, so why is the kingfisher kind of your favourite wetland creature? Oh, for loads and loads of reasons. Um, I mean, we've got we've got a pair at, at the wetlands um, which bred for the first time in five years um, last year. So we wow. had two little chicks. Um, they've they've long gone now because kingfishers are quite um, territorial so the parents have remained hopefully to breed again this year but they're incredible birds um you know they are really skilled divers yes you know you know when you go to a swimming pool and you um you look at the surface of the water with people in the pool and their legs look all weird and wobbly underneath the water (laughs) well the kingfisher has an amazing brain they can account for that refraction of light which is what causes that kind of distortion of view when they dive to catch prey so they can adjust their kind of trajectory 
to oh make sure goodness. they always strike their, their prey, which is normally like small fish like minnows and sticklebacks. Um, and if they catch a really big fish like that, um, they actually they use um, uh, their perch to smash um, or they beat their prey on the on the perch to break all the protective spines and bones so that they can swallow it more, more easily. They sound very smart. They're very smart birds. They're also beautiful. They um, are. Did you know? See, I, you, asked, you asked me um, what colour it was um, and I said um, it's controversial. Yeah. Um, so they're actually not blue. Oh. The, the feathers of a kingfisher are brown mm-hmm. however um it is the way it's the structure of the feathers and the way that the light bounces through them and back back into our eyes that makes them appear blue that's incredible i'm just looking right. at a picture of a kingfisher now for anyone that's not seen one they kind of look as far as i'm concerned like they've got uh, brownie bellies and it looks like this bright blue back with um, yeah. a bit of white behind sort of their eye as well but that's that's not quite What's going on there then? It no, seems. it's not. So blue is not actually a colour. It doesn't exist as a pigment in nature. Oh. It is the way the light is bre- is broken up through the structure of the feathers and back into our eyes. So any anything that you see that's in that's blue that's in nature, like you know those bright um, blue butterflies or um, damselflies um, uh, and uh, dragonflies, they are not actually blue. It's what your eye is doing um, wow. to receive the information that makes them look blue. That's all structural colour there. It's oh, a structural colour, yeah. Amazing. Okay, well, yeah, kingfishers, big tick. I'm so happy I got that right. I'm doing a bit of a happy dance here in the studio. Now, you're up at Walthamstow Wetlands in North London, that's right. We are, yes, yes, yes. And you've got a big busy day planned today. We do loads of things going on. We've got, you know, shops and cafes and um, these conservation work days that I talked about. Often we run educational events. There's loads of things that we do every week. You can check our website to find out what's going on here. Amazing. And we've got some wetlands down here in southwest London as well. Of course, we've got the London Wetland Centre, which isn't far away. But you mentioned that sort of anywhere is a wetland, really. Ponds, lakes, rivers. It's true. Anything that is, you know, either seasonally or permanently covered by water constitutes a wetlands there is actually a, a new wetlands in the making um down near croydon i know it might be slightly off your patch oh, but not too far not too far so it's called beddington farmlands it's gonna it's it's in construction at the moment so they're kind of developing it um it's going to be open towards the end of 2023 but you can visit now you can go take a walk down the western side of it and see reed beds and lakes and wet grasslands um, so definitely a place to go and take your binoculars it's part of the wider wandle valley regional park Amazing. Yes, we're very familiar with our Wandle Valley along there we here. Go. What was the name of the wetlands, did you say? It's Beddington Farmlands. Beddington Farmlands. Okay, so big shout out to Beddington Farmlands and of course London Wetlands Centre, which is just down the road from us. And a huge thank you to Walthamstow Wetlands for lending us you this morning. <laughs> very welcome. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure hearing about um, the wetlands. Thank you so much for coming on radio. Will you come back and join us again one day? I'd love to. That'd be great. That'd be great. Jen, thank you so, so much. And we have now got some years and years. What a morning we have. I told you it was going to be jam-packed. We have been celebrating not only National Hedgehog Day, but also World Wetland Day too. And we heard from Jen. How amazing was Jen? Um, All about why wetlands are important. So that they support up to 40% of all the animals and the plants that live on this planet. And we've got so many wetlands around us. So if you go past a wetland today, be it a river, a pond, a lake, we're surrounded by them here in Southwest London. Give them a little bit of love. 
remember never to throw anything in them we need to look after them they're looking after us as well and if you do see any hedgehogs you can upload your hedgehog sightings um, to that amazing map I was talking about earlier that was on the wildlondon.org website and that's how you can celebrate both World Wetland Day and Hedgehog Day this week. We will be back. Of course, we'll be back next week with another Saturday Splash. We have the news coming up very soon. But for now, a little bit more music with RD.